0: This talk for the day of Tisha B'Av was taken from a talk given by Rabbi Avraham Mordechai Gottlieb. The Zohar on Lamentations teaches us what is the focus of the destruction. As you know on Tisha B'Av we mourn the destruction of the Temple. It is told that following the destruction of the temple, the children of Israel were taken out of their land and sent into exile. As they went, crying, they passed the tomb of Rachel, one of the four mothers of the nation. It is written in the scripture, a voice is heard in Ramah, Rachel is crying for her children, because he is not. And the Midrash says, and Rachel stayed there and lifted up her voice in bitter tears. The Holy Blessed One said to her, Rachel, why are you crying? She said to him, why should I not cry? Where are my children? What is their sin to you? The Holy Blessed One said, they put a rival in my place. Rachel straightway answered and said, And didn't I do more than this? I brought my own rival into my house? She is referring to the Midrash that when our father Jacob was ready to marry Rachel after serving Laban for seven years, Rachel warned him that her father was liable to cheat him. So Jacob gave her signs by which he would know it was her. But when she considered her elder sister Leah's shame, She could not carry the plan through, but she gave the signs to Leah. So Jacob married Leah first and then had to wait a further seven years before he could marry his beloved Rachel. We need to ask, what is the rival to God? Who have we put as a rival in his place? The truth is, we put the ego's desires in the place of God. Instead of making God the centre of our thoughts and desires, we put the constant demands of the ego as our focus and God's importance in our lives gets pushed into a corner. Yet Rachel pleads for her children. She says to God, I put my own rival in my house. But for you it is written that you are gracious and merciful and long-suffering and will pass over sins. No matter what God says to Rachel, nothing comforts her. A voice is heard in Ramah. Rachel is crying for her children because he is not. The Holy Zohar says, Rachel refuses to be comforted for her children because he is not. That is, God is not. Because God is not with her children, she refuses to be comforted until God promises her. Thus says the Lord, Restrain your voice from weeping, your eyes from tears. For there is a reward for your works, says the Lord, and they will return from the land of the enemy. Jeremiah chapter 31 The Zohar here is actually pointing out the real issue of the destruction, that God is not. That God is not present is not just a phrase referring to days gone by, It is, to our sorrow, our daily reality now. If we read about the Tzaddikim of generations that precede us, we know that God was a daily living reality for them. But in this respect, no matter how formally religious we may be, we are like secular people. We are all focused on the same concerns, and they don't include God. We need to ask ourselves the question. To what extent do we turn our consciousness to our Creator as the chief force and the main address in our lives? Do we feel His presence? And if we don't, we have to ask ourselves, why don't we? We need to act as if we are in the presence of the Creator. Our thoughts need to be turned to Him, and that way, We may feel his presence. Once the holy Jew Yaakov Yitzchak of Pshischa entered the presence of his teacher the sage of Lublin. He found him sighing and sad. He asked him, Rabbi why are you so sad? He replied because for one moment I did not think about the Creator. Why is the reality of our lives so different from that of our fathers? We have the ability to learn Torah, to study in depth, but the innermost connection with God is missing. This is the essence of the destruction. This is the real meaning of the fast of Tisha B'Av. It is over this we mourn. We mourn our lack of connection with the Creator. It's told of the first Rabbi of Gore that once he was walking with his assistant. He said to him, You should know that there will come a day when the reality will be as it is today. There will be a rabbi, there will be disciples, there will be an assistant and a treasurer, and everything will look just as it does today. But one thing will be missing, and that is the connection with the Holy Blessed One. He won't be there. The rabbi sighed heavily, But God will not leave us despite everything. When we come to the fast of Tisha B'Av, we mourn the destruction of the temple and the many destructions and persecutions that happened subsequently throughout our history. But in truth, this is not the main reason for mourning. What happened then is history. What concerns us is the present. What is our present state? What is our inner state? The real issue is to mourn for ourselves, the destruction within ourselves, which is the loss of our connection with God. The sages have said that for whom the temple was not rebuilt in his day, it is as if it was destroyed in his day, and it is this inner temple we are mourning. The scripture says, build me a sanctuary and I will dwell within you. A man needs to build a sanctuary within his soul. The scripture also says, be holy, for I am holy. As the Sulam Sulam taught, the way we come to God is through affinity of form. This is the way spiritual entities come together. Affinity of form means that we have the same intentions, the same desires. Just as God is good and desires only to give good to his created beings, that is the way we can come to him if we act in the similar way, by giving good. In the Talmud, the sages asked, how can we cleave to God? How can we be one with him? He is a consuming fire. Just as he is merciful and gracious, so you be merciful and gracious. And that is clinging to his attributes. When we are in de with God, we have an awareness of his presence. We have an awareness of his importance in our lives. It means oosting the one we've set up as a rival from its place. It means taking that ego and putting that in the corner. Instead of the ego taking centre stage with all its thoughts and desires, we need to put it aside, let it alone, and instead focus on the other. Focus on how we can give to our fellow. Focus on how we can act in the same way that God gives unconditionally and with love. To give our service to God through the mitzvot unconditionally to focus on our service to God so that we can begin to act in the way that God acts. Since a person's nature is founded on his ego he primarily tends to have mercy on himself and puts himself centre stage instead of his fellow. To think first of the other, to really do it, without any gain for ourselves, feels unreal because our innermost focus tends to be on our own reality. And this is why we can't find God. He's not there because we've put his rival in God's place. We've put his ego as our centre instead of God. The Bala sulams description of the ego is the will to receive for oneself alone and this is an exact description because this is the function of the ego. It functions that we put our own needs at our centre. And yet the will to receive is actually God's creation. When it is transformed for the sake of giving, it is the vessel with which one day we will be able to receive all the good that God intended for us in his purpose of creation. It is our failure to do our work, failure to do the transformation of the energy of the ego from a finite, selfish orientated vessel to an infinite channel for God's light, which is the meaning of the real destruction. That is the real destruction of the temple. And it's for this we mourn and for this we pray. Since the ego is born from the will to receive, which is a God-created vessel, we need help. We cannot transform it on our own. And we need God's help. So we pray, and may our eyes see your return to Zion in mercy. We pray for the time when we will be able to place God first in our lives. And that is the meaning of the rebuilding of our inner temple. So, on Tisha B'Av this year, let us place our attention on our sorrow of our lack of tikkun. It is important to feel the sorrow because if we don't feel the tragedy of the waste of our life, we cannot pray with all our heart to correct it. As the sages have taught, he who does not mourn over the destruction of Zion cannot rejoice in her happiness. By feeling the lack, by feeling the destruction, we be able to pray with greater strength for its rectification. As slowly we pray for our tikkun and we come to affinity of form with God, so the rectification of our outer life of our society and the restoration of the temple will surely follow. As each person rebuilds his own inner sanctuary, the outer sanctuary will also be rebuilt. And then the state will come about when we will all have full and natural knowledge of God. As the scripture states, and all the world will be filled with the knowledge of God like the water covers the sea. May we witness the return of God to Zion, both in our inner state and in our outer community, speedily and in our time. Amen. This audio recording is brought to you from Nahorah School, established by Yadida Cohen for the study of the Kabbalah as taught by Rabbi Hudalev Ashlag. Studies with Yadida Cohen are available through the Nahorah School online. Details at w or www.nohorapress.com